Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. About four weeks ago, I had my 70th birthday. I wasn't here. Um, well, I was here, but I was with the kids in Godly Play both two weeks before my birthday. Um, at my birthday, I was in Spain actually doing a Godly Play training. And then since I've been back, I've also been in the Godly Play room. And I feel like I kind of missed um, what you do when somebody has birthdays. So I'd like to tell you, I just had my 70th birthday, and you... Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is plenty. Thanks. Um, I have really been wrestling for the last couple of years in particular with the fact that I am aging. Um, a couple of years ago, I kept thinking, I'm in midlife. And then I thought, sweetheart, 40, 70 plus 70 is 140. That's not really where you're at. You are already way past middle age. You are in old age. And I think there really is um, so much to lean into and to receive in this eldering period of my life. But it has really been painful in a lot of ways, and I've really struggled. And I feel like it's representative, I think, of where we as a culture are. We don't like talking about death. We don't like really recognizing our mortality. And we often live as if we would never die. So a book by Sumant Kidd, who is one of my favorite authors, both The Dance of the Dissident Daughter and then a recent one where she was writing a book with her daughter. And she was wrestling with her mortality at age 50. I was a little envious, actually. Um, <clears throat> But also, in godly play, we talk about godly play being a language that we give our children to be able to talk about their relationship with the divine. But we also talk about it being a language to name, to identify, and to wrestle with those existential issues that are part of all of our lives. And people define what those existential issues are in different ways. In godly play, we name four of them. Aloneness, we're born into the world alone, we die alone. Um, the need for meaning, who am I, what is this life about, what's next, those huge questions that we ask as children, adolescents, adults, and even older people. And then death. And we know that's one of the existential issues, but we really do keep it at arm's length. And I really have been wanting to, to um, wrestle and to um, find a way to lean into this aging process. One of the quotes from Sue Monk Kidd, she, 
She says, the conscious and meditative attention to death becomes a spiritual task during the last part of life. And contrary to what we might suppose, it creates the opposite of despair. It creates release and meaning. I just got back this last week from a trip to Oaxaca. My parents moved to Mexico when I was nine, and I grew up for a chunk of my childhood in Mexico, and Oaxaca is where I really think of home during that period. And my, I'm an identical twin, so my twin sister and I went back to Oaxaca. She had not been back for 40 years, and it's been a hunk of time also for me. And it was really powerful to be there and to remember who I was at that age and what was going on. But one of the most significant parts is we were there during Day of the Dead. And for those of you who aren't Quaker, this really has nothing to do with being Quaker, okay? Um, (laughs) But it was really a wonderful experience for me um, to be there and celebrate. Everywhere you looked, there were skeletons and skulls. The uh, flower for the Day of the Dead is these large marigolds. The buildings and houses were just It was like the Rose Parade, and you know how they make those floats with just incredible floral design? That's what it was everywhere you looked. Um, And then we went to the cemetery. It's actually three days in Mexico, the Day of the Dead. And I have pictures up here. You're welcome to come look at them. But every grave was just full of flowers and candles, incense. Um, Marigolds are the flower for the dead. And their sense is that the bright color and the smell of that bring the spirits home. And there's this understanding that the dead, they still are with us. Um, a huge banner in Oaxaca um, during that time was, La muerte se vive. In Oaxaca, death is lived. Death is lived. And I, I really am just struck and wanting to lean into this Um, learning how to walk with both living and dying and knowing that we live and we die. For us as Christian people, this symbol of the cross really at its core is life comes from death. And I think we um, as a community have much to learn to really be able to be aware of what the tasks of our lives are and knowing that, that it will end. I think we catastrophize death. I know I do. It's not a catastrophe. It's, it's what's to be expected. It's how life works. So the piece that I really wanted to lift up this morning is I am so grateful to have a community where I can wrestle with these issues. Death, meaning, freedom, aloneness. There are no answers to those. You can't you know, study the Bible enough to be able to say, yeah, I got it figured out. We have no idea really what life after death is. The best um, explanation that has brought me some comfort is um, Ronald Rollheiser, who's written a lot about aloneness. And he says, I think dying is like being born. If you tried to talk to a fetus inside the womb and explain to them what life outside the womb is like, there's no way. They've had no experience. There's no language. And I think in many ways, life after death is the same for us. And this life is this gestation period. And we have no ability, we have no language to even begin to understand what comes after death. But to live in that expectation that as, just as we were born, 
there were welcome arms to receive us and care for us. I think that's a place where we can um, hold on to. But I just, again, I think the work of all good religion is to give us a way to wrestle and to name these existential issues. And I am so appreciative of this community where if any of you have been over to my house for dinner at all in the last couple of years, the question that you can almost always count on that I'm going to ask is, so what do you think happens when we die? Um, and I don't have any more clarity now than I ever have. The only clarity I have is that you all are going to die. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> I just want to thank you for being the kind of a community and having the ability for us to wrestle with and to name these um, issues. Day of the Dead, um, what do you guys think of when you see a skull or a skeleton? Word, feeling? Creepy, yeah? There's a darkness to that, isn't it? There's an edge. Um, there was a woman who just is in charge of children's programming and they showed the movie Coco. Have you seen that movie, Coco? I recommend it to you if you haven't seen it. Um, and a parent was saying, man, this is really kind of um, dark. And, and I realized then that that's what the difference between Mexico, I think, in their understanding of skeletons, it moves it from this very dark and sort of morbid place into this just party time. I mean, they really do party. They make the, f the favorite food and drink of their loved ones. They all go to the grave. And they tell stories and laugh and enjoy the memories. I think that is something that we can learn from, to really face. And I know we, as a community, usually have had an altar for Day of the Dead. We didn't do it this year, but I'd like to suggest that maybe we really make that a part of our annual um, participation in, in just remembering and um, knowing that we as a community um, do well to remember those of our loved ones and also to remember what's coming up for us too. Psalm 90, 12. Teach us to number our days carefully that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Hey. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.